Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pod of DC. I'm your host, Rick Bernstein. I hope you're having a fine, fine day. You know, this year of 2020 has shaped itself into many things. One of hope and excitement, then utter shutdown. Cautious decisions about closing and reopening and financial setbacks and then recovery. And of course, reflection. As I discussed in my Pool Days pod, this summer has provided me some time to just be and to think about how good we had it uh, before this whole pandemic set in. And without really knowing how good we had it, you know, just being able to walk out of the house without a mask and go about our day. I don't know about you, but it's become a thing now where if I leave my car on an errand without my mask on, there's this palpable sense that I'm doing harm in society. And it hits me before drawing any dirty looks from those around who are following the rules that I don't have my mask. And so I run back and go put it on so that I can do my part in protecting myself, but also protecting others. It's easy to forget the days and times and periods of our life that feel so normal, where all you had to do was walk out your front door as you were and take on that day and the task at hand. Well, now we think about our actions and specifically the health consequences that they carry. Personally, I try to assume in my life the mantra of controlling what I can control and the rest will take care of itself with preparation and hard work and a little bit of good luck. But sometimes that last one, luck, is elusive and it makes us question if all the hard work and preparation and control that we inject into our daily lives is enough. Sometimes it's not, and you can't control everything. On my JMU pod, I talked about the decision to enroll there and how that had shaped the trajectory of the rest of my life as I know it today. How consequential that decision is that we make and which path we follow after walking through those exit doors in the high school gymnasium after graduation for the final time. Proposing and getting married 15 years after I graduated was another one of those consequential decisions that turned my life in a new direction. And then, of course, having children shortly thereafter, having left an indelible mark on me and made me think about the legacy that I wanted to leave behind. There was another major turn of events in my life that, rather than just redirecting my attention and my drive and my focus, actually turned my life and, frankly, my faith upside down just a few months before I turned 40. On Saturday, April 2nd, 2016, we were enjoying what was a pretty typical spring Saturday. We had spent time running errands, and we were out in the yard with the kids. A close friend of mine had turned 40 that day, and so texts were flying around, and I was anxiously awaiting the final four tip-off game between my beloved Tar Heels and Syracuse, who were the first team in history as a number 10 seed to make the final four. Now, my bracket had already been busted that year with Syracuse's run, as well as number 15-ranked Middle Tennessee State knocking off number two Michigan State in the first round. As I always do for these games, I got decked out in my favorite Carolina t-shirt and wore my Lucky Ramsey's hat. The game tipped off just before 9 o'clock, and my wife was off to bed early that night, as she typically has little use for such important events as this one. It is fun, though, every March Madness. She and I, and now the kids, all fill out brackets and have a friendly family competition to see who will take on the bragging rights and a small financial reward. My son actually won last year, picking UVA, because... Dad, we live in Virginia, so I'm picking Virginia. Pretty brilliant, right? (laughs) 
But anyway, with about five minutes to go in that game that night, I hear what sounds like my daughter falling out of her bed, which was typical. She was three at the time, and that happened quite often with her as well as him. I'd gone upstairs to check on what was going on, and my wife had actually already started to make it over to check on her and my son, and I'd gone back downstairs to finish the game and watch my heels cruise to victory. They were up by about 15 points or so, so this was just icing on the cake. About a minute after settling back into watch, I hear a loud boom and feel a shake and then hear my wife screaming. And I run back upstairs and our small little 1950s era kitchen was completely trashed with pantries falling over, dishes and glasses shattered on the floor. I stepped gingerly over everything and made it to my wife who just had this shell shock look on her face. She was standing near the entryway to our house and we hugged and I asked her what had happened. She pointed over to a tree limb about 15 feet long that had entered straight down into the family room right about where my wife and I would typically sit this time of night on a Saturday. There were several limbs that had entered through the roof. So what was going on was a tropical storm that I had no idea about being in the basement, but it was blowing winds of in excess of 60 miles per hour. And most people in the area would remember that night as one where they felt their roofs were peeling off. Well, ours was caving in. After getting over the initial shock of a tree limb being in our house and confirming that my wife was in one piece, your, your mind just goes crazy. You know, what, what next? So immediately we go to the kids and we grab them out of their rooms. My son makes this remark about how cool it was to see a tree in the house. Um, And then we took them down to the basement without really knowing what to do, knowing how sound our structure was. We just figured the low ground was the safe ground. And that fight or flight reflex that's just working overtime in our minds. I, I Googled and found out that this reflex involves what's called the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, which is basically described as your car's gas and brakes. And so speaking of cars, it jumped in my mind to just, why don't we just go ahead and jump in the car, gather everything up. ourselves and something to sleep in and maybe go find a hotel room. But first I, I go ahead and I call the fire department and then they arrive within just a few minutes and I meet them outside and say, Hey, you know, I think we're just going to get out of here. We maybe head to a hotel. And one of the firemen looked at me and he said, good luck with that. Both of our cars that were parked in the driveway outside had been crushed by the 80 foot oak tree that had fallen across the front of the house through the roof and different rooms. The scariest thing about the tree was how big and sturdy and healthy it looked. We live on a very scenic street with towering oaks and tulip poplars and maple trees and actually had had an arborist the year before come out and inspect all the trees on our property to confirm what kind of shape they were in. This particular tree had gotten the thumbs up that everything was okay, but in thinking back, It's funny, it was always the tree that my son would run to as a little guy when we were playing outside, and if I turned my back for a minute, I'd look back and I'd see his pants pulled down and he was peeing on the tree. Uh, Whatever it was that did that tree in, whether it was my son's watering or something else, I came to find out the next day in walking the property that there was no root structure in this tree. It had just pulled out of the ground like you're pulling out a weed. Pretty scary stuff. So anyway, the fire department had arrived and they run through the house and immediately declare it condemned and tell us to grab a trash bag and put whatever things that we need in it and to call our insurance company and file a claim and just get out of the house, find some place to stay. It was interesting. My son actually that night had worn his 
fire department PJs to bed with the helmet and the badge, the whole shebang on it. So it was pretty weird. So with the sirens blaring and now the bright lights flashing, all the neighbors had come out to see what was going on. And now it was about 11 o'clock on that Saturday night. But our neighbors could not have been kinder or more concerned, asking what they could do to to help. And one of our neighbors offering up their place for as long as we needed to, to plan what our next steps were. Now, at the time, I had been in about the fourth month of a new job. And so I had a lot on my mind and I had a heavy travel schedule ahead. So my mind was spinning with work, but that was really the last thing on my mind. That was something to save for Monday. Sure enough, that Monday comes, we stay with the neighbors and, and that night watched my Tar Heels in the final championship game. So I was looking forward to that, watched with my neighbors. And of course, as if everything couldn't go even more wrong that weekend, I watched my heels basically let Villanova's point guard take it across half court, make a pass to a guard and watch him sink a three-pointer at the buzzer to take the title. So my heart and soul was just crushed that weekend. But about 10 days passed and we finally find a place to rent that's just a few miles down the road and begin what would be a 15-month process of demolishing the old house and and sketching out a new design and... um, and building a new one. It was sad to say goodbye to our house and the basement that we had finished just four years earlier. But of course, taking stock in the lives that we had and could not be replaced, those still being intact, feeling so blessed. This was our second chance to thank God for sparing our lives that night, for blessing us with the wisdom to not sit where we normally would be sitting at 1030 on a Saturday night and possibly losing the only life we have. It's honestly unimaginable and unthinkable to think how things could have gone that night. We still carry that stress and anxiety during storms, looking out our windows. We certainly did immediately following the accident and still do to this day four years later. The neighbors that we actually stayed with had eight trees of their own taken down shortly after our incident. And I can't help but think of the business that our little circumstance brought to the tree services of Northern Virginia since. The day after the accident, I did a walkthrough of our house, recording each room and the damage inflicted on the outside and inside. I looked at the furniture that supported family and friends through the first years of ownership and get-togethers, our kids' first few birthdays, the shattered dishes and china that was passed down from generations, toys and dolls and books that would never be played with or read again, and the gaping now tarped over holes over our roof that kept us sheltered and safe as a young family. And here I was, as was my family, in one piece to to live to tell about it, pick up the pieces and put in storage everything else until the time came for a new home that we could build and keep us safe once again. There are things in life that we can control and so many others we can't. We go to sleep and wake up each day with a new opportunity to shape those things and take the steps we need to stay healthy and productive and enjoy moments with our friends and family. There really are no guarantees with this life and with this experience that we have and through the challenges we face today. It really, to me, feels like one day at a time, one step at a time, living in and for the moment and weathering the storms we endure today as tomorrow gives us a new shot. The experience we went through in losing our house singularly turned my focus away from focusing on the future and tomorrow to really focusing on today and doing all I can to be present, to be thankful, and tell my friends and family how much I care about them and making the most of the moments that we're given. I hope you too are doing the same. And if you ever find yourself looking up at nature and the beauty suspended above, wondering what you might want to do about that tree that just kind of 
hangs there and a storm's approaching, well, you now know a guy who knows a guy that could help. So we'll cut the pod there for today, but I hope you all are doing well and staying healthy. Thank you all again for listening and downloading the pod and sharing with friends. I'm really having a blast sharing my story and look forward to sharing more stories to come. So for now, continue to take good care of you and your own, and we'll talk soon.